We're here to share with you inspiring stories that bring to life all the little and big ways that people bring more love, joy, laughter, and humanness to everyday life. Our focus is to hunt for those little moments that refuel the human soul and reminds us what life is really all about. I invite you to sit back, enjoy the moments, enjoy the stories, the adventures, and the journeys. to another episode of What the World Needs More Of. My name is Jarek Robbins. I'm your host on this journey. And today we are joined by our very special guest, Julie. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now, I'm very excited to have you and share. Uh, as the question of the show, we will start off with, which is what do you believe the world needs more of? I think the world needs more love. I love that. And when you say the world needs more love, what does that mean to you? How do you bring more love into the world each day? Um, by being very accepting, um, by taking off any boundaries or anything that differentiates us in any way, you know, um, basically accepting everyone for who they are. You know, when you're speaking to someone, it doesn't matter what they do, um, where they come from, what's their background, what's their gender, um, you know, to love that person for whom they are and who they are being with you um, and just accepting that, you know, and not looking beyond anything like that. And I think that's that's pure love, you know, love with no judgment um, of any kind. And I, I, I have a daughter that's seven years old and I teach her to do that every day and I travel with her and I, I I make her see everyone as human. And and that's my goal to just, if we just look at each other as this is another human being who pains the same way and who loves the same way and who struggles the same way, um, regardless of anything else that, you know, society puts on them or culture or anything like that. And I think that's, love and if we just learn to love that way with no expectations and with no judgment um i think we'd have a much better world mm, i love that now we would like to know more about you and so i'm going to jump into this next piece which is what's your wow factor what makes you uniquely you and what are some life moments that help shape it over the years um i won't stop so I don't give up and anyone who has come across uh, me in any way, whether, you know, friends and family and, you know, they've, they know that I'm never the type to stop. I've had a goal since I was six um, and it's given me purpose that's much beyond myself. So I was six years old. I was, um, we were leaving I'm fleeing the country from uh, Iraq. Um, and when we were 
crossing the borders, I saw other kids and other families that didn't make it. So they were getting beat up. Um, I saw people that were getting killed. And at the time I was six and I turned around and I remember looking back in the car. I was in the back seat and I looked back and I saw a little girl and a little boy who are about my age that were crying because their dad was getting beat up. And that's the moment that shaped me because when I saw that I and, and I've made it to where I am now, I remember that moment every day and I say, that's why I'm waking up because I'm going to show that one, you could get through all these struggles and make it somewhere. And if I do, then I promise that nothing will ever stop me because I will make it and I will be able to actually go back and help the people who can't help themselves or who couldn't escape or who couldn't get away from circumstances that's beyond them. Um, and so that's what makes me never stop. Like it doesn't matter what it is in my life that comes, you know, all the hurdles and there's been many, doesn't matter how many I've come across, you know, I give myself, if it's something that's going to make me sad, I, I give myself hey, be sad for one me- one week, go feel bad for yourself, go cry it out, go do whatever it is you need to do. And then once that week is up, you're back to getting back to your goal and, and you have a bigger purpose and it's not just about you. Um, so that's, I think that's what, that's the wow factor is that no matter what's happened to me in my life, in every aspect of life, in my personal life, career, family, I don't stop. Nothing will stop me. And I say, I tell people if my legs are not working, I'll use my hands. And if my hands don't work, I'll use my brain and I'm just never going to stop um, because I will get to the vision that I have in my head. And when I do go back, I'm going to go back in the goals that I've set out to go back with and to hopefully inspire other kids and other people that regardless of their circumstances in life, if they don't stop, they can actually make it. They just have to keep going, just show up, just keep going. And how was that reinforced over the years? So there was the moment where you saw these young people crying and watching their dad getting beat up, which is horrible, but that was pure inspiration Mm -hmm. of saying, I'm going to make a difference there. Now, over the years, obviously you've never given up and you continue to strive forward. How did you constantly reinforce that, that wow factor? How did you reinforce that part of yourself over the years? Um, I think just, reminding myself of something like that, but also like really seeing my blessings. So I went through um, a really bad relationship and and, um, bad divorce, lost everything, stayed in the shelter. Um, And all those, through those moments, what I believe is that we've always, ever since that moment on, I've learned in life that we're given a choice. And I could either choose to give up or to let my let to let, let life happen to me or to take control and and make something out of my life. So throughout bad events where it's like, you know, I went through really bad poverty. I was really we were really really poor. Dad left us with nothing and and I was working when I was really young. And all throughout those moments, I kept looking at my larger vision so whenever I had really hard times or like you know there were days I had like honestly like maybe one toast to eat for the whole day Um, and I would remind myself as I'm doing that is I want to live for the next 
fear? Is this is this what you see for yourself, or do you see something more? Because if the universe saw something more for you to be here and where you are, um, then there is more to this. So I think just reminding, constantly reminding myself. So reinforcement is really you. I mean, you can't expect anything external to motivate you or to keep you going. Or and so it's always been me thinking to myself, I can choose a let life happen to me and then just choose for things to go this way. If I'm poor, I'm going to continue to be struggling my whole life or I can get up and try to do something about it. And that was the choice that I've always made. And when I have to think about doing something about it, I have to say, okay, you know, why, why do I want to do something? Maybe I should just, I've had days where it's like, Oh, I should just give up and just, you know, let, what society has defined for somebody who comes from my um, background or like my parents' background and income level and all that stuff, you know, I should just end up pregnant and divorced and on welfare and all these things. Or I could, is this what I think is set out for me? And, And I'm like, no, there's more set up for me. And I know that I'm capable of more and I know I have more potential and I just keep going. So I think it's just constant reminder to myself and I remind myself of the worst times. So I say, hey, some people are having it. Some people are like, I have a toast. Some people don't have anything. Some people don't have clean water. Some people don't have this. So maybe because I've seen the worst, I remind myself of that. And I say, no, I'm blessed to have this toast. I'm going to have it. And I'm going to, tomorrow, I'm going to go and try more. And I'm going to go find a job. And I'll work wherever it takes for me to work. And I'll do whatever it takes for me to do. And I'll, and I'll just keep going. Hmm. Um, and so that's been really like at every stage of my life where I thought, you know, I made something of myself and then I lost everything. Um, you know, I started business um, it went well. Um, and then I got in a car accident. I couldn't really um, take any more clients. I had to stop my business, my job. And then I, I had a part-time job that was like, I couldn't perform at it anymore. And then all of a sudden I found myself in debt. Um, All the money that I worked so hard for is lost. And, you know, I had injuries, my back injuries, um, broken nose, so much things that weren't allowing me to keep going as I did. And same thing. I reminded myself, okay, well, I've done this before. Let's start it again, I can sit here and feel bad for myself and just let things keep going downwards. Or I can give myself a month or two, start recovering and get up and do the same thing that I've always wanted to do, because I know that my purpose and my goal is bigger than me. I remember having a moment when I was told I had six days left to live in in Uganda, I was 20 years old. And that thought of what you said multiple times, which is, I know there's something more for me to do. There's something bigger than just me going on here. Yeah. It is a powerful yeah. reason to live for. And even if you don't know what it is that you're here to do or mm-hmm. what it is that's bigger than you in this process, um, I, I think that's very powerful for people who are struggling and in those moments where it feels like it might be the end and to just have the belief of, no, I believe there's something more I'm here to do. And just knowing exactly. that there's something more that you're here to do is very inspiring. And it gives you the strength and the courage and, and the fortitude to continue to push through 
like you said, some of the hardest moments, some of the most discouraging and heartbreaking moments of our lives, if we believe that there's something more we're here to do, it can help guide us through that, and it becomes the light to lead us out of the darkness in those moments. How powerful. Absolutely. Here's it a, is. It's very powerful. Here's a yeah. question. With everything you've been through, what's been your most humble moment? Um, or a moment that made you feel incredibly humble? When I went through, so I was doing really well in my career. And again, I had started a business. Everything was good. I was making good money. I was able to move my whole family out of where they were living, which was like a horrible area and give my mom the house she wanted and, and all these things. And all of a sudden I, I, when I lost everything, um, I remember having, um, $500 in my account. I'd paid the rent and that's all I had for the month. And, um, a friend of mine came and said, um, I just got a call from my mom. There's this lady who's kind of lost everything and she has one daughter to feed and she's really sick and she has no money and I'm so like so upset because I have nothing to like that I can send and I and I know that you don't and things like that and um and I said you know what I think like I can I can live off two hundred dollars I'll give you the rest and 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 maybe we can help so my friend looked at me he's like oh my god okay fine I'll give half of what I have too and then um, we did that and not even a week later and we, we there was no expectations you know we did it we, we didn't ask I don't know who the lady I'm like I don't want to know anything you know I just hope that this is going to be enough for them to eat so if I'm eating someone else is eating and then and my friend was on the same page and um, a week later I was like I was thinking like oh my god like my daughter's things are payments are coming up for her lessons and this and now what am I going to do and um, I got a phone call and um, an old client of mine called and said I really need this project I need it right away you know whatever price you put down and then I'll write you a check tomorrow and and then we can get started Um, and I think that moment was really really humbling because I realized that although we, we are in control of our life, but there is also something that's more powerful. And then that when you give, regardless of what you have and where you are, you know, in career or any of these things, when you give, you get, and the universe just works that way. And it was really, really humbling for me because I realized that whether, because sometimes you get caught up and you're like, I can't make a difference unless I am somebody or unless I have this much money, then I can give back or then I can make a difference. And that was humbling for me because I started, you know, as I was progressing in my career and, and, and finances and stuff, I did start to establish like, okay, if I make more, I can give more or I can give larger. And it doesn't matter how much you give or, or how much you can get any time you do give, even if it's like $5, it could go a long way and it makes a difference. And then you get back somehow somewhere you get back and that was humbling for me because it brought me back to like hey Julie you don't need to have a lot to give you know you can have a simple life or you cannot have much but if if you share what you have in any way um, that you're capable of then the universe will share what it has with you you know 
and there's enough for everybody like and and that's that's the abundance that I've that I realized then it's like abundance is not how much you have have it's how much you can give when you do have and 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 that was I would, that's probably one of the humble because I remember like tearing up and thinking I looked up and I was like wow that's incredible how that just worked because if she felt the way I felt right now when when she had nothing and she got something out of nowhere then I am very very blessed to have felt that moment and and to have been part of anybody feeling that so it, it brought me back to earth and made me realize that hey Julie like you don't need much to give and, and to, to fulfill your purpose that we we're speaking about, right? Like sometimes we always think we have to be this famous person or this huge star or celebrity to give back um, or to make a difference in the world. And sometimes it's just one person or one moment, you know, a moment like this that defines that that in you that, hey, oh my God, like I can make a difference, you know, regardless of what I have or even when I have very, very little. So I think that was that was the moment that really was humbling for me. That's beautiful. Ever since then, it's money is a big like it's a factor, but I think it comes like um, ever since then. I've just I've become more humble altogether. I think. Absolutely, I, I think there's something special about that too, because it it allows you to access a place of abundance even when it feels like you're in a place of lack. I remember it's, it's a silly Absolutely. story, silly story. But I remember I was in college. I had a side job and I was working and working and working. And I remember at one point I had the great experience of having more bills than money and <laughs> scratching my head and being mm-hmm. like, oh, shoot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I had $50 in my bank account and I had like $200 worth of bills and going like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? And I was freaking out and trying to come up with a solution and scratching my head and getting worried and be like, oh, man, I've really screwed this one up and the whole cycle. And then I remember someone told me there's two things they told me. One, life supports that which supports life. And I remember being like, "Ooh, that's such a good thought. Life supports that which supports life, meaning if you can find a way to support life around you, life, the universe, Mother Nature, God, whatever, will find a way to support you in the process as well. And I think you're a beautiful example of that, what you lived in that moment yourself. And so I remember Mm -hmm. thinking, okay, life supports that which supports life. Well, I need a little support, so I got to support somehow. How can I give? And then I remember thinking, you know, if I have enough to give, then I can feel abundant. So I I, I was like, okay, I don't have much to give. I've got 50 bucks. So I I did what you did. I'll I'll give half. So I took $25 and I donated it to, you know, I think uh, Eunice. No, it's one of the ones that do like uh, sponsor a child in Africa to do their food and clothes and stuff mm-hmm. for, for school. So I remember donating yeah. $25 to sponsor a child. Now I actually landed up signing up on an auto pay unreal, not knowing. And I've been donating to that child now for <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> that happened to me once. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, happened to me where it's like, what's this payment coming out? Um, and I'm getting pictures. I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm like, look at this kid. He's really grown up, huh? And <laughs> it's funny. Like, I love this little guy. My wife and I put him on the fridge. Like, We're fans of this guy. We've been with him for that's years awesome. now. And what was funny, yeah. though, was in that moment, that experience of if I was able to donate $25, and I looked at my account, and two things happened. 
the first was I'm like, oh my God, I only have $25 left. Ah, like that didn't help. <laughs> so I freaked exactly. out even more. I was out. like, dang it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but, but then the second piece, which was more gratifying in that, that kind of humble feeling too, was the ability to get to the moment where I realized, and I kind of got a tear in my eye, which was if I have enough to share with someone on the other side of the world, I have enough. And it was a weird feeling. Yeah. Of just like, it I, is. I have enough. It's only 25 bucks, but it's enough. I'll figure it out. And I did. You know, life happens. I was a little late on one bill, but I figured it out. Um, yeah, it all comes together. I always tell people, it all, like, you know, they call me the, oh, like, Julie, the, it's okay. It's going to be okay person. But I tell people that, like, whenever someone's freaking out, I'm like, listen, it's going it, to, it works out. You just got to have the will. Like, you got to have the will and the faith and believe. And it's, it's going to work out. Don't sit on a couch and expect it to work out. But if you really want to do something, it you can. doesn't matter who you are. I, I, that's the one example I try to set for everybody. I, I, I don't allow my daughter to use the word can't. Mm. We're not allowed to use it at home. So I can do this. I will do this. Because I say there's nothing that you can't do. Because if you put your head to anything... You can do it. And whenever you're faced with a problem, there's always solutions and you can do it if you want to. So we try not to use language where it's like, I can't or I, I won't. Um, and, and things that are kind of limit anything, right? So things work out. Yeah, if you, had, if you were able to help somebody by grow across the world, $25 goes such a long way. You're helping raise a child, right? And it's, if you could do that, then things will work out. And they did. Look at you. They did. It's going all right. I found did. a way past yeah. the other $25. <laughs> I'm glad. It worked, luckily. Um, but but there was that reassuring moment. And, and it went back to that little thought, which is life supports that, which supports life. And, it, and it's just I like, love oh. that. Like, you know, if I'm supporting life, it'll find a way to show up. Now, there was a second part of that phrase, which wasn't as sweet, because that's the sweet part where it's like, oh, what is it? It, it said life supports that which supports life and eventually eliminates the rest. And it's like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, doesn't feel as good on the other side of that phrase. <laughs> and I remember thinking, no. like, what the heck eliminates the rest? What does that mean? And what it's does like, that mean? well, think of a tree. You know, if, if the branch of the tree is giving fruit, it's supporting life. And therefore, water, nourishment, all the food makes its way up the tree into the branch and continues to support it. And the moment that branch stops giving fruit or stops giving to life, eventually it shrivels up and dies. And I remember looking at that in human society and thinking, whoa, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Because when that things are supporting life way. in some way they tend to be supported and it tends to find a way to work out on the long term. And when something stops supporting life, eventually it just shrivels up and fades away. Even humans, like the human version of that also happens, animals, everything. And you kind of scratch your head. No, some things are unfairly eliminated early. I think some animals go extinct because of, you know, people doing stupid stuff. But at the same time, um, if the, ecosystem has evolved and that animal no longer brings to use something of value like life will eventually eliminate it somehow it's really wild to watch in that perspective um it's something that always makes me just wonder go huh huh 
I wonder a really how powerful statement. Yeah, I wonder how that's playing true in, in the world around me. And I just look for it. And you see so many examples once you start to pay attention to it. But moving on to Thank our you. next question. What's an awe-inspiring moment you've experienced along the journey? An, an awe-inspiring? Uh, awe, something that, like a, awe, a, a awe moment of wonder or awe or something that just kind of left your jaw on the ground and was like, wow. Oh, I've had so much of these. <laughs> Um, okay, the practice of giving. Um, so, for the past, I would say, uh, five years, I've been really practicing, um, you know, the power of attraction and and your thoughts determine, you know, like your beliefs and, and, and your life and, and all those sort of things. And, um, I've had so many moments where um, I've asked the universe for things and I get them. So like I, I would say um, if this is something, you know, that is aligned with my purpose, I would like to receive flowers. Okay. And I, I know some people think this is silly and, and I tried to put my friends to practice it and they called me like, in in disbelief because they're like oh my god this is working this is like inspiring and this is it's changed their life so I would say I want flowers and I remember this was probably one of the best examples I said you know I the night before I said this is aligned with my purpose and I am on the right path and this is something I should continue to do um I would like to receive flowers now who and from where no idea I I just put it out there and I said I'm going to receive flowers it's going to happen. I'm going to receive flowers. And um, I remember wanting to, I went to work early that day. So I left my house. At, I'm, I'm an early riser. So I like left my house at like 6, 6.30. Um, got in the office. And as soon as I walked into the office, there was the biggest bouquet of red. And I said red flowers. So I was really specific. Biggest bouquet of red flowers I have seen. And I was the only person in the office and I looked and it's on my office and I was like, well, where, where did that come from? And I just, I got this like goosebumps everywhere. And I just, I actually had to sit down and it was inspiring to see that belief is something that's so strong. And, and it was, it turned out somebody, the, one of my vendors had sent it in the day before, like in the evening. And when I walked in, it was there. Um, and then the universe speaks to us in so many ways. And that's why I say I've had so many of those moments. You have to pay attention. If you listen and you actually pay attention to your surroundings, um, you will, the universe, like you said, life supports that, like gives life, right? And universe is giving us life. And it's, if, you're give, if you're giving back into it, it, it communicates with you in such beautiful ways. And, um, I've had a lot of moments like that. The other day, actually, a really recent example. Um, same thing. I remember I told you I was really humbled. So I, I've learned to give even when I don't have much. And I've been wanting to go away for so long. And I can't, you know, I can't afford it. I put my kid in competitive sports and, you know, all these things and move to a new place and move jobs. So um, I'm like, oh my God, I really need to get away. I'm so exhausted, but I can't go anywhere. And I wish I could just go up north or something, but it's okay. I, you know, I can't. And so I, I got 
some extra money. And then same thing, you know, somebody was like, oh, somebody's there, needs something. And I was like, you know what, here's all I have, take it. And they're like, no, look, don't you want to go away? And I was like, no, like, going away is not going to, I can go to a park and go for a hike and it's fine. Two days after I did that, um, I got an email um, from a vendor saying, we have um, we have these extra getaways in up north. And I'd really like you to have, um, there's there's two nights and there's a lot of them. And I, you know, you have to have this. I know you're going to say no, because you're always working, but um, take it. Here's the, here's the code. Just call them and book and book and you have up to two nights. And I was like, oh my God, like this is, it's such, it's really inspiring. It's inspiring in the sense that if you have faith um, and 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 you really believe in in the things that you do and and every day, you'll have a lot of inspiring moments. And those moments keep me going because there is. You remember when we talked about you have a purpose that's bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think you gotta look for signs for that. Like you gotta look for signs that are bigger than yourself. Um, and then those little moments here and there um, define that there is something bigger than ourselves. And if we give into it, it will give back to us. And I think that, that there's a lot of moments, but the flower moment was probably the most inspiring moment. Cause after that, I was just unstoppable. I was like, Oh my God, I am aligned on my, you know, I'm on my path. The universe confirmed it and I'm just going to keep going and, you know, regardless of who's complaining and who's saying what, and you know, they everybody around me thinks I'm crazy because I always say I'm gonna do this, and they're like, "No, you're not. There's no way you could do this, whether it's with work or life." And I'm like, "No, I'm gonna do it." And I believe that because I believe it. When I believed in something that nobody would believe, like, "Hey, I'm gonna ask the universe for this, and I'm gonna get it," people are like, "Oh no, you're not." And and I get it. I was like, "That's beyond them." I'm going to block the noise that says I can't or I want, or, and I'm just going to believe in what I do see. So that was definitely a very big inspiring moment. I actually kept the flowers. Um, they dried them up. They dried up and I put them in a jar to remind me of that moment. I, I put them on my dresser and I look at them every day. Cause I was like, the universe didn't give up on me. So I can't give up on it. Oh, that's special. I love it. <laughs> You got a message from the universe sitting there at all times. Yeah. Here's a crazy Definitely. question. Definitely look for it. Yeah. What's your greatest fear? My greatest fear. To see someone who's really in need and I can't help them. Mm. To feel helpless. To be in a situation where I feel helpless in which I can't help somebody I care about or actually any, any, anyone like to see something unjust happening to somebody and, and not be able to do something about it. Hmm. That's, that's very valid. It's, it's one of my least favorite things to see in the world is to, to yeah. cross paths with something that's unjust or not right. And, and to not have the ability or not know how to go about helping in those moments. Um, yeah, we, we see them all the time, whether it's someone being mistreated, whether it's someone, uh, you know, just in a situation that's really tough and, and it's just kind of scratching your head and going, shoot, how do you help in that situation? What am I? How do you help? Yeah. You know, one of my good friends, uh, I interviewed her probably six, seven episodes ago, 
and she talked about mm-hmm. the fact that uh, she's had the privilege of being a mother twice, but only had one time of being able to actually mother her child. Uh, she had a full-term pregnancy death where she had her full-term baby and it was right before she was about to give birth and they found out complications had happened and the baby actually died and they knew before she had to push and go through labor and then she she went through labor and birthed the baby and knowing that it was gone already and it's wild in that moment um she was talking about you know being in a position where everyone wants she said everyone wants to come to a baby shower but no one wants to come to a baby funeral and no one knows what to say and no one knows how to help and no one knows even what to do and she goes it's such a weird and empty and lost feeling being in a moment to go through such a situation that very 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 few people can even relate or understand and absolutely that's tough those are the hardest moments because there isn't much you can do or and you know they know they don't even know what they need in that moment the the silliest thing she shared she goes you know this is going to sound so stupid because i asked her what helped and she says pokemon go and i remember thinking pokemon go the video game (laughs) and she said yeah and she i said how did that help when you were in that moment she goes honestly we had been sitting in the house for just weeks crying and upset and hurt and frustrated and sad and worried and scared and all kinds of stuff and and she goes this stupid little game gave her husband and her a reason to leave the house and get outside without having to talk about their pain oh my gosh yeah it's it's really amazing how you can find methods to cope and and though it, again, it's a moment where she was helped. She felt helpless. Like you can't help the baby. You can't. It, it's you can't do anything about it. And it's to overcome something like that. And if it takes a game, then I would say whatever it takes to get you to get back into life and 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 living, do it. Like you know, as long as of course no drugs, <laughs> that stuff. But like you know little things um, that help you. Like I have a game that helped me get through a really bad relationship. I said the same thing. It distracted me. So every time I had really negative thoughts, I would play this game and it would change the activity in my brain to thinking that way to completely focusing on, you know, getting goals on this thing and, and, and not talking and not making a call and hearing more opinions or talk to the person themselves. Um, so whatever helps cope. But I think, you know, I, I don't, I always tell you, I don't fear um, death. I don't really fear a lot of things in life because if something really bad in life happens and it's usually for a reason, as hard as that is to accept. Mm. Um, but it's, it's the hardest part is not being able to do something like, you know, if you see your child being in pain and you can't do something about it, um, yeah, that's definitely my biggest fear. I never want like I I know I'll be in situations like this, but I that's I I hate and I and I don't like being in those situations. I fear them, you know, because I don't know what to do. I don't know how to feel. I don't know what to do. I don't know how I'm going to be feeling for the period after that. So, um, yeah, no, it's uh, that's tough. Like her, that's that story is really it's it's heartbreaking and. I always find those moments so interesting. 
<laughs> I don't like him either. I don't think anyone likes him. And, and it's such a valid fear for to talk about and to have people just recognize in their life of those moments of feeling completely out of control. Uh, but like you said, there's something bigger in motion. And even the worst stuff that happens, feeling that if you believe that there's a reason for it, and maybe it's to give you strength, maybe it's to prepare you, maybe it's to, to help someone else through it who who no one else could help in that moment, but because you've been through it, you can look them straight in the eyes and say, hey, it's going to be okay. And and it, it, who knows what it is, but if to believe, again, that there's something bigger going on and it's for a reason bigger than just this moment gives us strength and courage to continue even, even when we're faced with those moments. Um, Absolutely. Here's our next question. What are you most excited about in your future? What am I most excited about? I'm most excited about um, spending time with my kid while she grows up. I that's like I'm just so like I could sit here and say I'm excited about what I'm going to do with my career, and and that's ongoing for me. Like like I said, I'll never stop, um, and I have so much goals, and and and, uh, and I'm working on a book, and all these things are exciting, but she's the most exciting part of my life. Like she gives me that spark and, and going back to love. Um, it's the most unconditional love anyone could experience. So to uh, every day is an excitement because every day they're growing and every day she's growing and there's something new. And she says a new sentence and she says something new and it's so exciting. So I'm excited for her to, at every stage, like every day I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Oh, okay. Well, how is she going to be, you know, now, now she's going to be tomorrow. And what is she going to be like in, in, in a week? And, and, um, just seeing her grow up. I think that's the most exciting thing and spending time with her while she does that. And, and being a mother and a friend and everything that she needs, but, you know, I want her to travel and, and, and do a lot of things, in her life to see the world and become more accepting and become just giving into the life source. And I'm really excited for that. I'm, I'm excited to have the opportunity to be able to do that for her. Hmm. How beautiful and how fun. What a, what a fun journey to be able to share together. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Now we're going to transition to the second part of the show. We call this nuts okay. and bolts. So it's the tactical, tangible, practical, useful stuff someone can take and immediately apply. And you've shared so much goodness already, but we're going to hone in mm -hmm. and focus a little. So the first question here is where and what do you currently focus the majority of your thoughts and time and life each day as of right now? As of right now? Mm -hmm. um, knowing who I am. It's, I, I've reached, I don't want to say a wall, but a lot of my life has been spent surviving. Mm. And now it's basically, okay, now life is not happening to me anymore. I've learned how to kind of do life and, and play life, but who am I? Where am I going? Um, and really defining who I am. And I think a lot of us, think we know who we are but we've really just gone by what we see what others see us as 
you know, what our parents tell us we are and what society tells us we are. And all of these things are actually limiting. So I've literally now, the, the majority of my time is focused on breaking all of those things, everything I've ever known, you know, what my parents told me I am, what society tells me I am now, you know, as a woman, as uh, a single mom, as um, a career, you know, driven, independent woman, um, as a cultured woman, all these things. You know, where am I there and who I am without all of these things? Who's who's Julie at the core? And how to actually be who I am with all those things? So that's the majority of my time now. And actually, I've dedicated, honestly, this whole year has been me trying to figure that out. Because I think once I have that figured out, then everything in life will make a lot more sense too, or it's it's going to be, this is who I am, this is what I want to do, and live an authentic life. Mm. How beautiful! I, I've heard that stage described as the tunnel, where you're you're redefining self. You're saying, hey, everything I've done up until now is great, um, but mm-hmm. but who am I? Where am I going from here? What is life really all about? What's the gift I want to give most to this planet? And it's a, Absolutely. it's a fascinating moment of life. You need space and a, a sounding board usually to throw ideas at and see what really sticks and what really feels right. Write it down. Honestly, I've done little charts. I've written things down. I've revisited some of the things in my past, like my writing. I, I write a lot and I'm working on a book right now called Divided. And it talks about me finding myself because I was so uh, through my divided experience. Um, and I write poetry. So it was like through poetry and what I've written across the years. Um, and, and it's, I revisited those writing and it's like, you learn so much about yourself. You spend so much time learning about the world and work and, and, and everything else. And we don't spend enough time learning about ourselves because we just go with the flow, you know? Oh, well, we like this style and we like fashion and we like this because these things are thrown at us. Hey, you you should like that and you should like this and this is good for you. And so, yeah, like you said, it's really just peeling everything there is that's been kind of built there over the years and peeling one layer at a time to really define who you are. And if you have to write it down, um, write things out, draw it cut out pictures you know um sit with yourself a lot of us don't do that go sit with yourself go spend time with yourself i love hanging out with myself i tell people that all the time especially lately because i'm trying to figure out you know when you're happy and you know who you are the people you love will be happy um the people around you will be happy and people will get that energy from you like oh this person really know who they are and they're being themselves and you got to do what it takes. Yeah, write it down, write it on chalks, draw it out. If you like poetry, poet it out. Like, you know, do um, what it takes. But take that time to really know who you are. Like, who are you other than what you've been told you are? Mm. I love that. The redefining and rediscovering of self. That's a powerful place to spend time each day. Here's a question. What's a key to your success in that process? not lying to myself Mm. we lie to ourselves way more often than we think even when we're alone with our thoughts we justify things we try to reassure things 
And I think it wasn't until I learned and took months and months. I mean, I know it's not easy. It took a really long time because I would lie to myself, you know, is, you know, I would know that, okay, I am this way. This is a part of my character. I'm like, no, I'm this way because of this people, this person, or I, I'm like this because of this person or because of my past experience. And I try to lie to myself that I'm not like that or that I was made like that by some, like pointing the fingers. Right. Um, and when you learn to stop doing that, like when you actually take, acknowledge that you are this way or stop lying to yourself and accept it, it could be a negative aspect of yourself. You know, it could be something you don't like about yourself, but it's there and you have to really acknowledge the bad and the good about yourself in order to learn to love yourself for who you are and accept it and, and know who you are. you got to see both your the good things about your personality and the bad things about your personality. And that's when I think, so just not lying to myself, like really seeing myself for what I am, even with the bad has made this process easier because it's making me accept me, you know, and then saying, okay, well, I do have this. And how do I deal with this negative attribute? And it's okay if I have it. I just have to learn how to control it or how to behave with it or how how to kind of make, turn it into positive. But unless we see those negative sides of ourselves, we'll never really improve or become the best version of ourselves. So that's what's been helping me is face the negative sides of myself to really know who I am, both good and bad, and love me for both. Hmm. That's powerful. It's the ability to get to know every square inch of who you are in your mind, body, soul, and spirit. And and like you said, that last piece, to still choose to love yourself through the process of discovery and everything that you discover, even the stuff. Sometimes we discover parts of ourselves we don't even like. We're like, ugh, why mm-hmm. do I do that? Oh yeah. But still, yeah, it's like oh, I don't, I don't like this person. Yeah, but to still choose to love it is powerful, because it, it it's amazing when it when it doesn't mean you have to reinforce it, doesn't mean you have to continue to do it, but just choosing to love it is so much freedom yeah. in that because now there's not a part of you that you're making wrong or avoiding or pretending like it isn't there. Um, I always imagine the end of the Eight Mile movie with Eminem where. All the stuff that the uh, the rap battle person would use to like make fun of him, he comes out and says it all himself, and then drops the mic, and there's nothing else to say. And it's like exactly when, a, when that person really, really knows themselves at the deepest level, there's nothing else to say. Like you could try to attack the person, or make fun of the person, or tease the person, and they're like, "Yeah, I get it. It's me, and I've learned to love that side of myself." So. You can talk about it all you want. It's just me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, that's such a great example. It, it, it's, again, it's a pop culture kind of interesting example of it, but it, but it's true. It, it's very powerful to live in that space. And so our final question, what's one actionable tip that can help others uh, achieve and experience the kind of success in their life that, that you've been able to produce and develop and design and create in yours? That's a great question. Sometimes when you do things, you start doing them automatically without really thinking, um, you know, of what you're doing and steps by steps. But um, listen to your, 
listen to yourself. Hmm. Like listen, and and I'll I'll elaborate on that. When you're feeling, when you're in anything, okay. So the one tip I is is stop. We react really fast because everything around us is moving so fast. So everything is happening really quickly. So our reactions to our spouses or our kids or our emails at work or, or, or people in general are usually becoming fast as well, right? Because it's like, okay, we don't have time. And, and, and this person said this in an instantly reaction, reaction, right? So stop and just take it in, whatever, what, whichever it is, is, if it's something that your partner just said to you. Just stop before reacting. And that's really helped me overcome so many things in life, in career and in life and in family and, and with my child, because it's so easy to just react, um, but to actually stop and listen to yourself, you know, listen to the thought that was about to come out and say, is this who I, like, again, it goes back to who you are. Is this, is this who I am? Does this reflect who I am when I say this, you know? If, if I'm responding to my boss and he said something and I'm instantly reacting to it, does this align with who I am? And if you start actually speaking words and actions, taking actions in every part of your day that aligns with who you are, life will become peaceful and, and, and easier with time because then you start doing it naturally. I mean, in the initial process of actually being aware and, and stopping and thinking before reacting is the hardest process. But once you actually start putting that into practice, daily practice, it truly becomes natural and part of, you know, your part of you and part of what you do every day. So I think that's something that I can get people to try practicing. So just, Stop and you know I, I was listening to talk. It's um, that was talking about the five second rule, and I haven't counted. So it's like counting, you know, five, four, three, two, one, and then taking an action and anything. Um, for me, it's I, I haven't done and I don't do counting, but I do stop and just remind yourself to stop, like pause, just put on the brakes. And when I started applying that in every aspect of my life everything became so much more clear, more peaceful, less negative, and less reaction. There was less reactions. You know, people will be very, people around you will start noticing a difference um, when you start doing that. And I think every one of us could use that. Like it's, it's not something that, you know, when you learn to master that, I think you can do, you, you'll see, see a lot of changes in your life. And I think that's worked for me. And I, uh, when I've, had some you know some of my friends kind of put that into practice it's really worked for them and it they started seeing changes in their life because they're no longer just reacting to what's happening they're choosing how to react Hmm. and that makes all the difference choosing to respond versus just cutting up it getting caught up in a reaction yes that's very powerful that's very powerful i think like you said that the breathing aspect is very important I think practicing being present is also very important because so often, I think it was Duke University that did a research study that showed that 60% of what we do all day is just an unconscious habit. 
which means we're not even cognitively thinking. We're just going through the routines and rituals that we've kind of crammed into our normal daily life. And, and if you look at the brainwaves of a person, they're not even highly functioning when we're doing this stuff. We're just, it's why we feel like time flies. And literally, you're, like mm-hmm. you said, we're on autopilot in that moment. So I think becoming more present. And like you said, when something in autopilot is about to frustrate us or piss us off or hurt us, take a breath, get very present in the moment. And then, like you said, ask, is this how I'd like to choose to respond and make a choice? And, and you, you have that power. What a powerful tip. I love that tip. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's hard to put in practice initially, you know, and you'll forget. Like I, I, I like I tell my friends, it's like you're gonna forget some days. You're gonna like forget and just go back into it, you know. Like if you stop, then you're like, oh, I didn't stop there, and I just was reacting. And um, but then you're like, okay, I'm gonna keep practicing, and it's really practice. But once you do, it makes a really big difference. And and especially in my career, this has made a huge difference. You know, because sometimes you're overwhelmed, you're stressed, you're working, and I'm 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 in such a tough industry, and and it's high, you know, fast pace, go go go, lots of long hours, and sometimes it's just like you're caught up, like you said, in those, you know, go go go, autopilot. You're not really like present. You're just doing because you need to do and you need to get things done, and then somebody comes and says something, and then it's like you that one reaction is like, it could change everything because if you choose to stop and then listen to what the person just said, and like you said, go back to being present, that could save the whole, you know, I've had something my call, my colleagues would say, and, you know, typically it's like, Oh no, 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 we we have this and we're doing it. And then sometimes they'll say something and then I'll remind myself, stop and listen. And, And then I'll listen and I'm like, Oh, that is a great idea. And it changes everything and improves everything. So it really goes a long way. Uh, I, it's it's interesting when you put it into practice. And I know for a fact it will make a difference in, in different aspects of, of one's life when they actually put it into practice. It's so powerful. So powerful. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for choosing to join thank us and you. share so much today. We appreciate thank having you. you. I appreciate being here. And for everyone tuning in, thank you for joining us for another episode. If you like this episode and you have a friend, a family member, a colleague, or someone you know that needs to hear it, please share it with them. We believe that sharing is caring, and we love caring people around here, so make sure to share. Uh, And also, make sure to subscribe. If you like these episodes and you want to hear more, click subscribe in the iTunes or Google Play uh, section there. That way you can get updated automatically every time a new episode comes out. So I hope you all have an amazing day and I look forward to seeing you next episode.